I had a dream last night, and this is a dream that I've had relatively often. In this dream, I'm, I'm being shot. I'm being killed in my dream, and there have been dreams where I've been stabbed, and I, I, I've been, I've been killed, and I, I woke up. And usually, when you have these type of dreams, you don't really know how to respond to it in those moments. And I woke up, and the Holy Spirit told me to look it up. And I decided to look, look, look up. What does it mean when, when you're dying in your dreams? And I'm so glad that I did it. But it really blew my mind because. What it means when you, you're being killed in your dreams is that it's something in you that's being removed. It is, it's something from your past that, 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 that's being removed. It's something new that's coming that you have to embrace. So the old you is, is dying in preparation for the new things that are coming into your life. Which brings me to, to my mesh for this morning, which, which connects so well. Entitled Simply Kill It kill it. And we think of this concept, we think of killing your sin. Now, it's a concept that we don't hear much about, but it's used to be a widely understood approach to the word sanctification. Now, as a historian to give context, the Puritans called it the mortification of sin. And we think about mortification to be mortified, it means to be embarrassed. But the word really means to be killed. Now, in these times, the Puritans all knew that people were engaged in mortal combat with an enemy that lurks within. And that enemy that lurks within is the flesh. So either you kill it every day or simply put, it will kill you. Kill your sin or it will kill you. It's what Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. So to kill your sin, we have to remember some things that your obligation is not to the flesh, but to God. To kill your sin, remember your obligation is not to the flesh, but to God. Romans 8 and 12 says, so then, brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Now, now, now Paul breaks off in mid-sentence, leaving us to, to, to try to fill in the second part, that we are under obligation to the Lord. So once Jesus died on the cross, once his blood was shed, once he went through all of that, in turn, we belong to him and his spirit dwells in us. So it, it, the verse continues on and says that not to the flesh live according to the flesh. The flesh is our old nature, our old part of us that we are born by virtue of our being. This thinking back to when I did a Bible study with a very good friend of mine and her, her mother was talking about, about, about Adam. And Adam is the old nature, the old being, the original sin. And when we go deeper into Genesis, you'll see what I mean by the old man, the old person, and how God creates a new opening for us. So to live according to the flesh means to live under the domination of the flesh, according to its desires, which are mainly self-centered, opposed to what God calls us to be in. And the reality of it is that we still have the flesh dwelling in us, trying to gain dominance over us. 
But I, I, I have to stress this. To kill your sin, you have to understand that there is a consequence to it. If you don't kill it, it'll kill you. In Romans 8, 13 says, For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. Or as other translations, other versions put it, you will die. The little Greek definition says, you are about to die. So while the expression is equivalent to a future tense, it, 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 it shows us that there is still time to repent and avoid this consequence. So the one thing that, that, that Paul is saying is that a life of unchecked sins, of unchecked things that we know we have to deal with, leads to eternal death. And, 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 and death is just such a strong word. It, it, it's a contrast to the life promised to those who set their minds on God. Now, now Paul doesn't say if you don't kill your sins, you'll lose some rewards in heaven. He doesn't say that. He says either you kill your sin or your sin will kill you. Not just with an early death, but with eternal death. We go to Colossians, and, and Paul says the same exact thing. That we've died in Christ, we've been raised in him. He draws a conclusion. Put to death the members which are upon the earth to immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and greed. Which amounts to idolatry. It's because these things cause the wrath of God to come upon those who are disobedient. And if you walk with them, if you're living with them, it, 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 it ends up coming on you. Bad company corrupts good character. So Paul is following Jesus in, in this context of, if, if it was in the Gospel of Matthew, if your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it's better you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown to hell. If your right hand makes you stumble, cut off and throw it from you. For it's better to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, Jesus does not mean literally to cut off parts of your body. That doesn't solve the root problem. But he's saying that if we don't get radical in killing the things that, that, that prevent us from getting close to God, it can cause long-term damage. So we're thinking, if, if we hear this word grace so often... And if Christians are saved by grace and not by their works and, and, and are eternally secure, how could Jesus and Paul say, if we don't kill our sin, we, we, we'll, we'll die? Because what you don't want to hear from God is, is this phrase. We don't want to hear from him is this phrase. I never knew you depart from me. Because those who truly know God live in obedience to God. Which means that automatically they kill their sin. So what do you need to kill today? Doubt. Fear. I can speak for myself when it comes to fear or doubt. Lack of faith. Depression. Stress. Failure. Hurt. Lack of self-control. These are, are just some things that you might need to kill in you. And the problem with this, is, and I, I want to be transparent, is that if you think it's impossible, think of David versus Goliath, a giant, something that, that, that is so much bigger than us that we feel we have no control over. And we feel small compared to these, these things that, that, that take control over us and we can't manage. But David killed Goliath. We think of Psalm 23, 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, that I shall fear no evil. I should fear no doubt, no fear. No stress, no fear. I should not fear anything because God is with us. Because obedience leads to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And you have to give up this idea that you cannot do it. You have to be obedient to the word of God and kill it every single day. Because we all make mistakes on this journey of life. We will always make mistakes it, it, that, that, that we're human. But we have to remain obedient and diligent in killing it. Whatever it may be in life, you have to kill it. Because the wages of sin is death. Think of the difference. Obedience leads to sacrifice. When you follow God and you do God's will and you sacrifice, when you sacrifice, you reap something out of it. But if you don't sacrifice, the wage, the price of not killing it is death. Obedience leads to sacrifice. So just kill it. Kill it. 